The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Queen Sugar's Court, the unofficial Queen Sugar Internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Sunday, September 11, 2016, and I am your host, Carla Stilwell. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Owns Queen Sugar. Please welcome my co-host, Derek Anthony. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Oh, that's so grand. So I grand. Trust me, you ratchet by the time we get to the end. Oh, please, no ratchet, no ratchivity. How are you <laughs> feeling this evening, sir? I am well. And how about yourself? I am much better now that I'm talking about my new favorite show ever, Queen Sugar. Let us first jump into our recap of season. Did I say recapped? No, I didn't mean that. Let's jump into our recap of season one, episode one, titled First Things First, which aired September 6th, 2016. In this series premiere, directed by Ava DuVernay, Charlie, a savvy wife with an upscale Los Angeles lifestyle who manages her husband's professional basketball career, returns to her family home, an 800-acre sugarcane farm in the heart of Louisiana. After her father suffers a stroke and she receives alarming news about her husband in Louisiana, she reunites with her estranged siblings. Together, they must navigate the triumphs and struggles of their complicated lives in order to run an ailing farm in the deep south. And it was really deep in the south. <laughs> I've been in them deep south areas, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I have driven through the kudzu. They were down there. They were mm -hmm. really, really down there. Let's check in on the ratings for this episode of Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar premiered to just a tiny... 2.69 million people on Tuesday for the first half of the two-part premiere series. Now, um, Derek Anthony. Yes, ma'am. My first question to you. Yes. What were your initial reactions to the episode? Like the entire episode, what did you think? Okay, so the entire episode. There is a award 
that I have created myself <laughs> that I believe that this first episode should receive. Okay. It is called the scalp oiling. Okay. <laughs> is it? Is it? It is. is it, it was, was it? Is it? Did you first give it out on how to get away with murder? That is where it came from. Okay. The, the, the scalp oiling of 2015 was the blackest thing I had seen on television since I could remember it. I've been watching television for 40 years. This More than 40 is, years. Don't lie about your age. I, I don't count the first three years because I don't remember, okay? <laughs> it wasn't until I was four that I actually had control over watching the television. Okay. Um, but, yes, uh, Queen Sugar is going to get that award for 2016. It was the blackest thing in a positive way that I have seen on television since How to Get Away with Murder. I I receive I receive your statement. So here's mine. I like to go from butterscotch to dark skinned when I'm rating black things. Okay. I like to start with a Drake and end up at a Jaiman Hansu, right? Makes perfect sense to me. I feel like the episode opened at a Morris Chestnut. Like, it opened at a Morris Chestnut. I said, it can't get no blacker. And then the end well more toward the middle of the episode and we'll get into that when we get into depth about this um magnificence that we witnessed but uh then it got to a diamond so i give it a full dark-skinned native african continental diamond hansu i would have to co-sign on that that's real now before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Queen Sugar, here's an announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Follow us on Tumblr, queensugarscourt.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions? suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Queen Sugar's Court and subscribe. Thanks to our announcer. Now that we are back from that lovely station identification break, let us start at the beginning. Because everything starts at the beginning. So let us talk about the um, character Nova. Well, first, before we get into that, let, let me um, let's talk about the cast in general. Let's okay. just so that we are all on the same page. And since 
this is a first um, airing uh, of the show, we should just name these this cast and these characters. Rutina Wesley plays Nova Bordelon. We would know Dawn. Rutina. We would know Rutina from her years on True Blood. Yes. And she is also on Broadway. Dawn Lynn Gardner as Charlie Bordelon West. Um, Kofi Sirobo as Ralph Angel Bordelon. Yes. Who is only 22 years old. So I have to check my old lady cougar eyes at the door. I was so... Now, will Kofi be going on your scale? Kofi is on the scale. Like, he's one notch before Jimin. And as he gets older, he will probably be the top of the black scale. Because he's super extra chocolate. He is indeed. Super, super extra chocolate. Um... Tina Lifford is a Violet Bordelon, the auntie. Um, Omar Dorsey is Hollywood. Don Dre Whitfield as Remy. And you know where we know Don Dre from? I do know. He is Robert. And he is also from All My Children, which is where I he, remembered him. I was like, he was on All My Children. He was, in fact, on All My Children for many years. You are correct. I remember that. Um, Timon Kyle Durrett is Davis West. And uh, now, will, my, now will Timon, Timon also be going on your scale? Timon is down there with Drake. Okay. He's on, he's on my scale. He's on my scale. And uh, my uncle Glenn Thurman who was Ernest Borderline uh, Borderline and my baby, the incomparable, the magnificent, the wonderificent, Ethan Hutchinson, who is blue borderline. That baby's gonna go far, let me tell you. That baby's gonna have to work forever. Oh my goodness. So now that we got that out of the way and we've talked about this cast and these characters, um, Nova, um, Charlie, and Ralph Angel are siblings. Um, they are the children of uh, uh, what's the, the dad? I just said the dad's I name. Why can't I? Did and I cannot remember it. Uh, Ernest. Thank they you. are the children of Ernest Bordelone. Violet is Ernest Bordelone's sister. Um, sister. And Hollywood is her guy. Blue is Ralph Angel's child. And what's the little, the other baby boy? Mika. Mika. Micah is the way they say it. Micah, Nicholas yeah. L. Ash plays Micah. Micah is Charlie's teenage son. So, with that said, let's start from the beginning with the lovely Nova. Derek. Yes. Talk me through your experience with the first scene with Nova and the gentleman who is playing her love interest. The scene opens on a beautiful New Orleans and these two people in bed 
just sharing each other's power and essence. And Nofa gets up and she's getting dressed and Michelle and Degacello begins to play. Oh, no do one... I have to interrupt you? Who is also the um, composer for the soundtrack for this entire production? Did not know that, and yet it makes perfect sense. I knew it was her from the beginning. Continue. They begin to play No One Is Faithful. And I can only say this, because I'm not going to go too far in, that on second viewing, because I think you have to watch this twice. I, I did. I did. On second viewing, you see that the music is going to be a character. The music is going to be an off-stage character that is telling you what is to come. And you have to pay attention. What's, what's interesting about you saying that is, you know that I do this African-centered theater in my real life. I've been there. I've seen it. <laughs> She's and wonderful, by the way. If you get a chance, you got to check her out. I'll plug myself later. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing about... Um, music in African-centered work is that we believe that the, the sound in the music is as much a character in the show as the characters on stage. Yes. And that it, and that part has to live and breathe and, and play and be organic. And I am with you. I felt like there was an emotional journey being mapped out for me. When they said that uh, Michelle de Gacello was in composing it, I felt like when I watched it the second time that she literally was standing in front of the, <laughs> in front of the room of musicians mm -hmm. with her sticks while the show played and they worked. It felt it was so beautiful. It was so moving. It was such a great underscore. So I agree with you. I hear, I hear voices. I can't stand to be alone. Because emptiness is all I've ever known. <sighs> I think part of this is Nova's theme song. Yes. Yes, I think part of this is Nova's theme song. And we watched this, this, this dark-skinned woman this beautiful, dark-skinned woman get dressed. She is an object of beauty. Not necessarily sexual desire, just beauty. And you get to see her and the got her, her, her gentleman caller interacting as he helps her to get dressed and kind of undressed at the same time. I know you have to go. I know our time is up. I really want you to stay. I really want to get back into this some more. It was, it was, it was a lot. It, it. And the, the actor that is playing. are so packed. Right. The actor that is playing her love interest is Greg Vaughn. He's, his, his character is Calvin. Yeah. So we are talking about Calvin um, as we continue to talk about the complexity of that relationship. Um. So, so I, I, I think some of the things that are very important about having culturally specific work is the, what I, I'll say it differently, what I liked, what I really liked 
<laughs> was that I am from a black family, and Derek, you you actually know my family. I do. Where my oldest sister was dark brown, and my middle sister was super extra light complected, mm-hmm. and me and my other sister were kind of brownish. And yes. my mother was light, my father was dark, and there were, but there were all these hues in my house. That and is we had, and seeing the family, where it was all these hues and all of these um, color conversations going on without having them. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I think... <laughs> color plays a very shades plays a very very important part of this of this story also and natural hair plays an important part in this oh god yes natural hair having a black woman who is the strong matriarch of her family with those long dreadlocks it's very interesting Mm -hmm. very interesting and then we learned something else about Nova. We learned that she is, she is the, um, the, 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 the witchy woman. She's yeah. the, she's, she's the, the healer. She's the healer. She's the, the root doctor. Yeah. She has held on community. to all of, she has held on to all of those old systems and beliefs about the natural arts of healing and such. She's done it. And what I found the most interesting is that it seems so regular yes. in the episode. Like it's again something that is that is a part of Black culture. Uh, reasons why you need culturally specific work. One of the things that is a part of Black culture that we don't talk about because it just is. I'm the witchy woman, <laughs> the healer, the root woman in my family. Um, one of my dear friends, Coco, is she calls she's like I'm a witch. She is that person for her her family and her community. So uh, that's that's it's just something that is a part an underlying thing, especially those of us who have roots in the South. Mm-hmm. It's an underlying part of our our culture that we don't talk about, not out of shame or anything. Just because it's, not it's just because about. it's because it's just natural. It just is. It's like talking about your left foot. Well, you know, <laughs> we got a left foot. Most of us, ninety nine percent of us. So yeah, it's nothing. It really, it's, it's no big deal. It just is. So to have something that is, you know, I, you know what this um, felt like to me. It felt like Eve's Bayou. Okay, I can see that. I'm just gonna leave that out there as I as I talk about this. This this experience felt like Eve's Bayou. So we met Nova. We also learned that Nova is um, writing. I don't. We don't know exactly what her writings are, but we 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 learned in episode one that she writes. So we, well, we learned, learned this. Yeah, we learned in episode one that Nova is a all around woman. Right. She's a renaissance woman. Yes, she is. She's totally a renaissance woman. She's totally strong and beautiful and capable. And that is all very clear. So we learned that about her. So let's move on to the next sibling we meet. We meet Ralph Angel Mm. 
and his son, the five-year-old little baby Blue, and Blue's doll, Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this, because I've had a conversation with several of my peers about Queen Sugar, and specifically about Ralph Angel and Blue. The gay community, the black gay men in the community are head over heels for the relationship between Ralph Angel and Blue. We don't know why Blue is so, is, is with this doll with Kenya. You know, I suspect that Kenya is a stand-in for his mother. Because we learned in episode one that she is completely absentee. Yeah, she is completely out of the picture. And she really can't even be discussed. Right. So, um, but and we also learned that she has some, she has some, she has drug issues. We learned yeah. she's an addict. So we know that he is with this child. Um, we learned that he has been incarcerated. And he is recently out. And he is doing what he has to do to get by. And again, here you have an, Ralph Angel is another one of the. Well, they're all they're they're all like this, but Ralph Angel is a character with depth. He's a good guy. He does some bad things, but he does some bad things because he is a good guy. And I'm gonna say this about the relationship between Blue Angel and the relationship between Ralph Angel and his father. I am so excited to see this, <laughs> these men, these grown, big, huge men be soft with each other and be soft with a little boy. Yes. And like I said, going back to the whole uh, Kenya Dow thing, mm -hmm. how many, how many black fathers would be ashamed and angry and there's no way you're carrying that dowel around while you're out with me or just around in period around period that touch and again it's it, you you know this is not about blue sexuality we have no idea children play with dolls children play with action figures this is about a man allowing his child to be a child and not putting hyper-masculinity on him. Right. And it is, a, it is a beautiful thing. Every time he hugs that little boy and that little boy talks right in his face, I can't. It's too adorable. Yeah. So now, and we also learn that Ralph Angel is living with his Aunt Vi and her boyfriend, Hollywood, who is so country. I <laughs> so love <laughs> me some Hollywood, though. I, <laughs> I love the, I love Violet and Hollywood's interactions. I love that. That relationship is beautiful. The, let me just say, all of the men with the exception of Davis, all of the men, <laughs> and Calvin a little bit too, we'll get to his ass later, 
Yeah. All of the men are pretty damn stellar. Yeah. Like they're pretty upright kind of guys. They're pretty uh uh um you, you, I, I would hope that more men would uh, uh, strive to be men like that. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, wonderful. Violet and Hollywood. So we learn that Blue is being taken care of by Violet and Hollywood. They are letting Ralph Angel stay there. <laughs> Violet has done what all of us good aunties do. She has kidnapped that baby. Yes, she has. <laughs> that's her baby. Uh, I feel bad for him because that's her baby. She he can try to have that baby if he wants to, but that's her baby. So, so you saying he can't move? Well, <laughs> I'd move. like to see. He can move, but he got to take her with him. I would like to see him try to move. Um, cause that's his, that's, that's a beautiful family dynamic. So we learned all of this is going on. Um, and we know that Ralph Angel stole some money. <sighs> Again, the wrong thing for the right reason. But he didn't take that money and get no shoes. He didn't take the money to get any clothes. Took the money so he could have some money to help take care of his child. Yes. Because he's been out of jail six months and nobody's hiring him. Again, things that Ava... Oh, and this is, I think, the thing we have to mention, too. Just going back a little bit when we were talking about what everybody was. We all... This is... Um, this show is based on a book titled Queen Sugar, written by... Uh, Natalie, and I'm going to mispronounce her name, but I think it's Brazile. I think that's it. So, um, if you guys want and should, you should get the book. From what I understand, I have to get the book. From what I understand, if you think you felt things watching this, you have to also read the book. So, Reggie um, has read the book. My roommate Reggie has read the book. Okay. He's watched the first he watched the first two episodes uh -huh. and his opinion was so far so good I think the TV show is the TV show is 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 on and fleshing out mm -hmm. but so far it has remained true to what is written on the page and I think that's very important I think that's very important to note we have to you know this this story didn't come out of full fledged out of Ava and Oprah's mind, but the fact that they saw the vision is phenomenal. Yes, absolutely phenomenal. So we know all of this. Then we meet the West, <laughs> who live on the West Coast. Charlie West. Who is the daughter of Ernest, the sibling of Nova, Nova and Raphael and Raphael and Raphael and Raphael. Why do I keep calling that? Ralph Angel. And um, she is hella rich, married to um, 
legitimate baller. She's married to the actual NBA champion. She's got the great kid. His name is Micah. He's a teenager. He's a great kid. Her husband's a great husband. She's even approached by her friends. The, you know, like, we're going to do this love and basketball and whatnot, and we need you on because we need an option about true love. Yes, we, yes, yeah. Like, everybody know your husband put you on a pedestal, treat you like a queen, and she is his manager. So they are business partners. They are lovers. And I have to say, that little scene with her and, and fine, old, disgusting, despicable. Because, see, I hate when the character is real fine and real <laughs> disgusting. It's hard for me, Derek. It's hard I'm, for me. I understand. It's much easier to dislike an ugly person. It, let's just tell the truth. Let's just be real. If he looked like a frog's foot, it would have been fine. But he is all fine. And when she rubbed her hands across his torso and nothing moved, I was like, oh, God. He's so fine. Yes, so, Lord. And, and that, and and that scene where he had picked it up and had curried her, I said, ooh, yes, curry her, curry her. Across uh, the, 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 the scene where we first are introduced to them, mm-hmm. and he slips their son, Micah, mm-hmm. uh, some money, and Charlie looks at him and says, you gave him some money. Well, yes, I did. Well, how is that helping with the lesson we're trying to teach her? And it, it, it just all comes off very much as a family unit. He's clueless. You trying to teach him a lesson. I'm along for the ride because I'm the other parent. But explain to me what we're doing again because I don't know why I messed up. It was, it, was, it was cute. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. I was on the rah-rah. Look at this black love. Yeah, this, and this butterscotch and, love up in here. This is and so nice. she says something about teaching him about real life, and he looks at her and says, "This is our real life." And it's like, and it's this fabulous, and he got a what is he? You know, I'm not a car girl. It looked like he got a Ferrari, she got a Mercedes. The and boy got a truck, like you know. He got it, Jeep. Yeah, he got the top end Jeep. And you know, it's like. It's a great time. Everybody admires them. And then this big story breaks, right? That the players on the team, the rookies, have been caught taking advantage of some woman in a hotel room. Some, they've been, not caught. They've been accused. And her first reaction is, oh, my husband's name is not on this list. Oh, yeah. I'm going to help him save his career. Oh, we're going to have to do this together. Team West. <sighs> because they are Team West. They've been Team West all the time. But then another scene that took me from where well, I have to go what it was from zero. This is the scene that took it from a Morse chestnut all the way up to a Jimon Hunter. Okay. They sitting at the ca- at the game she has talked him through this whole thing about how we're going to do it. They've done the the uh, um, the press conference. She's watching it she backstage. Has, she has stood by her man. They have snapped it up. They have gotten it together. Her and her son are watching him play that game. She was like, and you need to do these assists. Don't score all the points. 
show that's how you show that you a team player. And he's doing his assist, he's throwing balls, boo, and then it's coming through everybody's phone. Click, 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 click. Boo, boo, his. You ain't shit, Davis. And she's like, what's going on? Then the right. boy who is glued to his phone sees his father video evidence from the hotel that his father out of all the players his father's the one that picks this Becky up and of course she was a Becky she was a Becky he picks picked and throws her over his shoulder and squeezes her booty mm. and then and takes her in the room and Charlie did what is to date one of the blackest things I've ever seen on television. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a second to talk about you black women. Yes. And not necessarily in a negative light. Let me take a sip of my cocktail while you do it. There is something, and, and, and again, it is to be commended. There is something about the anger of a black woman and I'm not saying all black women are angry, but there are times when that anger is justified. There is the, the something about the anger of a black woman that states and makes into reality that everything must come to a halt. <laughs> this life you're living right now, <laughs> there's a red light on everything. I have my stop sign up. And nobody needs to move until I finish handling what has angered me. And I will say, and we don't want to stereotype, mm -mm. but as a black woman who has been angry. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. Hmm. As a black woman who has been angry, I will say that what I always find hilarious is when the grown men stop moving. Like, whatever the fuck this is, I'm not doing it. And this is how you know that a Negro American Black African descendant directed that episode. Because <laughs> all these grown, huge men just stopped. And nobody tried to stop her. No. Nobody tried to stop her and nobody tried to warn him. Until it became clear that she was going to hurt him. Yes. And then they moved her. But only because it was about to get wicked. Nobody was protecting him. They were all scared of her. Yes. And what she could do. Yeah. This little tiny woman was enraged because how dare you embarrass me? Here's the other thing that I appreciated about that as a woman. She just left. She just left. Yeah. There was nothing had, to discuss. Because she had done, she had done what she needed to do. She and had she, what she needed to say. And she did not pull a Camille Cosby. Yes, I said it. She didn't pull a, a, a Kobe O'Brien's wife, whatever her name is. Yes, I said it. They didn't, she didn't stand around. Well, he's groupies, these bust downs, these thoughts. Mm -mm. No. And as a woman, I appreciate that part of the story. Because it was real. Because it was real. 
and it was right. Cause she wasn't in it for the money. See, and that that's why these that's why the scene with her girlfriend at lunch when the scandal first breaks out is so important. Mm -hmm. Because as they both say, you know, we've put up with a lot of shit in order to have what we have. But that man genuinely loves you. Mm -hmm. She was living her love story. Mm -hmm. And then he made a fool out of her. And there was, and we're done. Because you're on video <laughs> tape. Video tape. You got video doing this. So here's the, while all of this is going on in Charlie's life, Ernest, who we find out has pretty much not had any crops for two years, is, has lost so much that he has had to take a job. Um, as a janitor. As a janitor, God, for love, you know, Anyway, I can't talk about I can't talk about how much I love that actor. Oh God! But it was just it was it was heartbreaking. But they had all figured out how to get over all of the drama. Blue's birthday was coming up. Blue was having anxiety at school. His teacher, that pretty girl, oh, she was so sweet. Miss Valles. Miss Valles was going to come. Was like, I'm coming to the party. And everybody had thrown all their energy around Blue to make him better and to make him give him something wonderful. And I'm going to tell you, you know, very rarely do stories trick me. Mm -hmm. This scene was one that got me because I thought I just knew it. So he's going to put the cake out and the candles and then the police are going to come and arrest him for stealing. Wow. I had written it. I had written it in my mind. People, the police are gonna come and arrest him for stealing, and he's gotta go to jail again in front of his kid and in front of everybody. In front of his kid's friends. Yes. I had decided that that's what was gonna happen. I could see it. And then I didn't see what was coming. Mm. So now, let me just state for the record, Carla, and having not read the book, I don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Let me state I do believe that we are not done with that armed robbery. Oh, no, I don't believe we're done with it either. But okay. I was just, I was taken aback that it was, that what we got in that scene was that stroke. That Ernest passes out. So all of this is happening to Charlie, and then their life is unraveling down south. And Ernest is very ill. And Ernest makes his transition. Yes. yes. Aunt Violet. Now. Makes a I love. Place. I love. I love what happened with the aunt. Yes. Because. Would you help? Because when they'd been trying to reach Charlie after she'd had her scene at the sports arena. Aunt Violet got on the technology and you know that wasn't her thing she got on the technology and she FaceTime, Skyped whatever it is she did with Micah 
I'm Violet. Why are you why are you calling me? Why y'all not answering the phone? Well, there's some stuff that we don't get, baby. I know, and we're going to talk about that all in detail at some point. But right now, I need you to man up. I need you to be the man and get your mama here by tomorrow. And I fully, really appreciated that scene and that they let that boy become the man. It was beautiful. Because he followed her direction. Even when his mother was unwilling because she was in the depths of her own despair. You know, we don't know what he told her. We don't know what he said to her to get her out the bed after he after she told him to leave her alone. All we know is that the next day they were in the Jeep heading to the airport. And, and he, he- he and was he was clearly the man that, in that situation. Clearly he was, in charge of that situation. He was, he, he was clearly in charge of that situation. He had got his mama up. He had packed bags. He had got things done. He had talked to security. He had made it. He had made it happen. Yes. He did not call his father. He did not call anybody. Yes. All everything that everything that she wanted to make sure he was capable of doing in that opening scene. He proved that he he was capable of doing. It was it was beautiful. It was heartbreaking. And you know the other thing that broke my heart was Ralph Angel making the decision mm. to bring Blue to the hospital. Yes. So it, you know, for anybody that knows me and follows me on Facebook knows that I <laughs> I put the post up after I watched that where I cried for my whole live streaming video because those three males, those two grown black men and that little boy holding each other in that moment. And then uh, uh, Thurman had that one tear. Yes, yes. It's the one tear rule with Carla. You give her the one tear, you gotta. I can't. You know, I can't take, first of all, I can't take a grown black man crying. It's just, I just can't take it. It moves me something now, deep inside. Because Carla and I have known each other for years, those who are listening. I mean, so so many years that it ain't even worth saying the number. Really? It's, um, not. it's not. Now, you have a rule about black men crying. And none of, and, and Glenn Turman's tear did not fall within your rule. It didn't fall within my rule, and I, and that's and it just took me out. It took me out. Okay, so here's my rule. If anybody wants to know, because my father was that man that did not cry. He did not cry. He was not crying. He did not cry. I saw my father cry one time. He died when I was thirty. I saw him cry one time at his mother's funeral. I heard that he shed a tear around my oldest sister's birth. I heard this. I don't, I, I I never saw it. So I just feel like I grew up thinking, well, that's when black men cry. You cry at your mama's funeral and you cry at your oldest at the- child's birth. I had a thing about that. But now that I'm more evolved, I'm mm. like, well, men are human. They should cry whenever they want to. But then... I see this and I'm like, oh, I'm so ill-informed. Oh, I'm such a problem. 
it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> because that was absolutely gorgeous. So you're throwing those rules out the window. I throw, I throw my rules out the window. <laughs> I spit on my rules. My rules are nothing. I was wrong. And so let's get through this because the last moment that was so powerful. Mm. And for those of us who have lost people and had to get and got to the hospital just a hair too late. We all know what Charlie saw on her family's face when she walked through that door. Yes. Yes. You 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 literally are <laughs> 10 minutes too late and it's over. And you're just left with nothing. And you feel like you're left with nothing. It was such a powerful episode. It was so many nuances. So well thought out, well played, and beautiful. Let, and just let's just talk about the cinematography for a minute. It was just gorgeous. The cinematography on, on this show is it's, it, it, tells, it tells it tells a story in itself. And it tells about a place. Like, if you've ever spent any time in the South, you know the place. Like, it felt so Southern. Yes. And so backwoods. And so beautiful. And heartbreaking. Because the South is both beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Derek. <clears throat> On this series, we have a game that we will play Every time we get together, it is called the MVP, the most valuable player. All right, okay. you ready? You I'm ready. The rules? Yes. Okay. Let's... Which character impressed you the most and why? Now, wait, there are rules. State which character impressed you throughout this entire episode and why. If someone has already mentioned the character you were going to choose, you have to select a different one. Go. Okay. Well, I am going to have to pick Ralph Angel. Word, word, And word. I'm going to have to pick Ralph Angel for something that I said previously. Again, as a gay black man, to watch a father deal with his son in such a way. And Ralph Angel is clearly a masculine man. He, I mean, he, he, he's got some hangups and such. But he is so in love with that child that he is not trying to do this whole hyper-masculinity on him. Mm. Because the whole, because the, 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 the triad, if you want to call it, between, between... Ralph Angel and Blue and Kenya, that's a family. Mm hmm. That is a family. Mm hmm. So, yeah, Ralph Angel for me, for this episode, is my MVP, and that's why. I, 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 I receive that. I receive that. I, let me snap my fingers like we're at a poetry slam. I get it. I, um, my. Now, who is your MVP? For this episode is Baby Blue. You rarely oh, find I suspect much. You rarely find 
a child actor that isn't just a prop being moved from scene to scene. Whoever this baby belongs to, he was not just there as a placeholder to be acted upon. This kid was emotionally there in the yeah. moment. It was it was magnificent getting that they got this little person to have so many feelings. It was great. And I am just throw in I am I am shaking my head up and down as you speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I just have to throw in that Kenya is my favorite character. I love Kenya the doll because she looked wrecked up. She looked like she just got out of a truck stop. She's been, <laughs> that doll has been playing with. Do you hear me? <laughs> that doll has been played with. <laughs> oh, Harry. And you know he a little boy because I ain't even been Because I ain't done. <laughs> I ain't done. But she go everywhere she can with him. Oh, I love, I just, Adore, 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 adore. So, the other thing we will be doing as we record these recap shows is we will always rate our episode. So, how would you, Derek, rate this episode on a scale of one to ten sugar canes? I am. Wait, wait, wait. See, you always jump the gun. You always jump the gun. What's with the instructions? Bang bang. <laughs> the point system is allowed. And additionally, I'm gonna give you something else. If there's the more? Was, yes. Oh. If the show was outstanding, phenomenal, above above anything you ever expected, you can give it the coveted golden sugar cane. Oh my. So now you may rate it. Many things that come in gold are good. Only a couple are bad, but many are good. I am going to, because this is the first episode, Mm -hmm. I am going to have to give this a 9 out of 10 sugar cane. Okay, okay, I feel you. And here's here's why. It It was an introductory episode, and it introduced all the characters very well, but it was an introductory episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think just for that reason, I can't give it a full tier. I actually agree with you, um, because we spent a lot of time building story, and yeah. we got to some storytelling, but not as much of it as we could have. Correct. So, um, because like you said, we're all just meeting each other. We're all just getting along. Yeah. So it's I, like a first date. A first date can't be a perfect ten because right. you don't know the other person. You don't know whether they are, you know, if they are, have sent their representative on the date or exactly. whether this is who they actually are. So, so I'm going to give it a nine point five sugar canes. Okay. Um, and the point five is for Kenya and Blue. There it is. There. And I completely understand. So I think that coupled with my uh, scalp oiling award, yes, I think I think it's a good thing. I'm I I am looking forward to this series. Mm. So 
ladies and gentlemen of the Queen Sugar's Court, please join us next time for a brand new installment of Queen Sugar's Court. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you of how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Queen Sugar's Court and subscribe. Follow us on Tumblr, queensugarscourt.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks to our announcer, uh, co-host, Derek yeah. Anthony. Yes. Please wish our listeners I wish our listeners a wonderful, wonderful evening. And remember how sweet it is. (laughs) Meow, meow, meow. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Queen Sugar's Court every Monday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Because I almost said specific. Because I'm from the south side of Chicago. And with that. (laughs) I wish everyone in our court. A good night.